Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 50 of the Sports Front on Podcast. There are many big, there are multiple big events that are going to be going on tonight. The first one we're going to be talking about is the MLB All-Star Game. This is always a fun classic as it is the best players from the AL and the NL playing in this game. I think this is going to be very fun to watch. I think that Shoei Otani, who is one of the premier players in the MLB right now, is going to be so much fun to watch for this game, which is why I'm very excited about to watch this game tonight. I have the AL winning this game. I that that's just my preference. I know, yeah, with the AL having their starting picture of Shoei Otani and the NL having their picture of Max Scherzer. So I have I have the AL winning this. I think that they're more of a better, a more rounded team, more rounded uh, like conference more than the NL is this year. That's just my opinion. I know this game is <coughs> game is not for bragging rights or anything, but this game it is still important these these players still wanted to be able to win this game so there's just why I still think that the AL is most likely going to take I think it's going to be close and there are a lot of big names that are going to be playing tonight so I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to watch tonight but I, I do think just my personal opinion that it's definitely going to be the AL that's going to win this in a pretty close matchup tonight with that said last night they the um, Pete Alonso, who was the first baseman for the New York Mets, was able to take home and beat Trey Mancy 23 home runs of 22 as he went second to be able to win the, the home run derby title and be able to keep his reign for another year. Which is pretty crazy because it's just it was a lot of fun to watch. The home run derby as a whole was a lot of fun to watch. And I just it's always one of my favorite things, the home run derby in general, to see just and to just see how far these guys can go. I mean, not to mention we have another talking point for this MLB home run derby is the fact that Trevor Story, who is a shortstop for the the Colorado Rockies, actually hit the longest home run ever in in with over 530 feet, which is crazy to me that somebody can even hit a home run, even in a home run derby, over 530 feet. He did not end up winning this derby. He didn't end up winning this home run derby. That was that ended up being Pete Alonso after he which would make him he better go back be a back-to-back champions for the home run derby which I think is I think it's pretty awesome that he's able to have have the home run well no Trevor Story had the second locks that actually was wrong Trevor Story had the second locks behind Juan Soto who had a five Trevor Story had a 518 feet foot home run where Juan Soto had a 520 foot home run. Juan Soto was another big talking because he was able to upset Shoei Itani, who a lot of who was a lot of people's pick to be able to win this because he was the number one pick and he had he was the number one seed in this seed where there are eight eight people in this tournament. Not to mention he had 33 home runs going into this. So Trevor Story hit a lot of long ones, but it was actually Juan Soto who was able to hit the long was able to hit the longest home run in the home run derby with. Not to mention, we had four different home runs that were the top four longest home runs in the home run derby since 2016. Juan Soto hit one 520, Trevor Story hit one 518, Pete Alonso 514, and Shoei Atani, who I was just talking about, hit one 513. So this was just an absolutely crazy night for a lot of these guys, as there was many people also who set many other records 
with Pete Alonso also he also had a couple other ones five and nine and five oh eight and then Shoei Otani had a five oh seven. Those were all other just to name a few that were also on the all time record holders for the longest home runs hit in MLB history. Which I think it's crazy to me that that, that amount of home runs was hit in one home run derby. Like the, you'd think that that would, that would that would be over the course of a long time. Like I think it just shows how. Spe- what I'm trying to say is it shows how special this home run derby was. Having all of these different stats of these players that are just in this same home run derby, like the top four home runs in distance, all came from this home run derby, which is just absolutely insane to me. That it can like, because that's like practically unheard of. Because like you may have one record, but have four records and have and have like six or seven, maybe even I think yeah, six or seven that are in the all time top ten. That's just absolutely insane to me that you could have that all happen. In the same also in the same home run derby, which is just shows also should show how much talent we have to look forward to for the All Star game tonight, just by the show of the talent that we have. We have we the talent that we have on the on these All Star teams with Pete Alonso, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, and many others. He uh, Judge um, and just many many other players that are going to be part of these. These teams, which which are going to be obviously headlined by the two I talked about, home run hitting wise, Pete Alonso and Shoei Otani. Now moving on to another big event. That's a huge event. The NBA Finals Game Four tonight in Milwaukee. Milwaukee was able to come back and make this a two-one series, winning one twenty to one hundred, which is why this is a, an even bigger game for these guys tonight to make sure that they can even this series and not go down three-one. Especially winning at home, like if they if they lose this game at home. A lot of people are going to think that that's just going to be wraps for their for them, or it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, the NBA Finals game is going to be tomorrow. It was it was going to be today, but now it's tomorrow. So Game Four is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be against the Bucks and the Suns. They were able to win. They were able to win one hundred Game Three, one one twenty to one hundred. That's huge for them going forward. That's what I was trying to say. It's Wednesday because there's an extra day for them to be able to travel. There's an extra day in between these games, not travel, but there's an extra game in between these days. That between There's an extra days in between these games. I'm getting all tongue-tied. There's, an ex, there's extra days in between these games when it comes to these NBA Finals, the longer they go. Like, there's more games in between 4 and 5 than, like, 1 and 2 or something like that because... They want more time to prepare because these games are bigger and bigger going forward. So Wednesday, what I was trying to say is Wednesday is going to be game four. It's going to be in Milwaukee, and I think it's going to be huge because I think it is an absolute must win for the Bucks. I know this is not it's not going to be the end if they don't win this game, and I think for a lot of it, this is going to be a must win for them just based solely based off the fact that going down 3-1 and going back to Phoenix for Game 5 is just going to be an absolute crusher coming and being able to win, finally win, a, win their fir- the, winning their first game in these NBA Finals, which is huge to be able to get that first win, and hopefully after that the momentum follows. So then winning that is absolutely huge. I feel like they really need to have an ability to ride that momentum going forward so that they can really help themselves, propel themselves forward to get back into this series. I mean, they win this game. This series is perfectly, we're back to even in this series. It's, it's just like nothing happened. Like, I mean, it's not like nothing happened, but it's just like we're back to even. Like, we're, what I'm trying to say is we're back to square one. So, and I think that's going to be huge going down, having, losing the game two the way they did and many, and many other, or losing, yeah, losing these first couple games the way that they did and now being able to come back and win 
game three, I think that's absolutely huge for them, which is why I think that it's just such a must win for the Milwaukee Bucks at this point, because going down, as I said before, going down 3-1 is just, it's a no-no no matter what, what you're talking about. It's just, it's a bad thing to do going down 3-1. Now moving on, we have team, another another story having to do with basketball is Team USA. Team USA is formed, obviously, of the best players in the U.S. to go complete in the, compete in the Olympics. They'll be, be competing in Tokyo this year. That, with this said, Team USA is struggling a little bit. They... They have now lost to Nigeria, ninety to eighty-seven, and lost their. These are all both. Take in mind, these are exhibition games. Yes, but they lost their first exhibition game to Nigeria, ninety to eighty-seven, and lost their second exhibition game to Australia, ninety-one to eighty-three. There, it has been decades since this has happened, which is why this has a lot of people worried. Because for a lot of because for a lot of time, the U.S. was just because there were pro players. They had the dream team made up of Michael, Larry Bird, just to name a few. And just many other great teams having LeBron on there for a couple years and many others. It's really kind of a staple that the U.S. is able to take home gold in men's basketball. If they're not even able to take home gold in anything else, even though they usually are able to, this is kind of a staple. Oh, the U.S. is just going to go because they're made up of, they have the NBA and the NBA stars, for the most part, are playing on team. The best ones for our part, the NBA is the best league that people play in all, all around the world. And, and the team USA is made up of the best players from the NBA, meaning that they should theoretically be the best players in the world. And, and for the most part they are, which is why it's usually just, it's usually it's so easy for them to take home this gold medal. This, but but with this said, this has a lot of people worried because this this is not looking like as much of a guarantee as it was in some years. Just be, I mean, it's not for a lack of talent. I'm not trying to say it's because of a lack of talent. Like, they have Kevin Durant. They have many stars that are making up the roster for this team, such as Kevin Durant being one of the big headlines for this team. But with that said, I feel like this has to have a lot of people worried when you have these top players who are theoretically should be some of the best in the league, which is the best and most watched league of anywhere for the NBA or professional basketball anywhere in the world. So theoretically, they should be the best players in the world, and then the or yeah, the, the best players in the world go into the NBA, or most of them. And then those guys, the best players from a lot of the best players from that team, go to Team USA, which is why, for the most part, there's a guarantee. There, for a lot of people, feel like it's a guarantee that they're going to win gold just because of the talent that they stack on Team USA. But with these losses. Yes, it, these are exhibition games that a lot of people say, oh, you, they didn't play their starters as much as they would have if these were real games in the Olympics or so-and-so. But even with that said, I feel like this definitely has to have worry in some people's mind just based off the fact that, they're, that they've lost these games. Like they, they, They're not used to losing exhibition games or games, period. Like They're used to not losing any games with the Olympics. When the Olympics are involved, or, or in the Olympics, what I'm trying to say is in the Olympics or the exhibition games going to the Olympics, these te- this Team USA team is not used to losing games like to the degree that they're losing with these two exhibition games that they lost to teams like Nigeria and Australia who are not normally powerhouses such as other countries or usually threats such as other countries such as Germany, Sometimes Spain and there or um, Canada is usually decent. Like there are these other countries that are usually threats to the U.S. If they do have threats in the Olympics, but it's not not usually Nigeria and Australia, which is why that's another reason that a lot of these people are worried about: Is Team USA still going to be able to take home gold like they are able to pretty much every Olympics or close to every Olympics? 
With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 50 of the Sports Run On Podcast.